0: The Boston Red Sox have traded second baseman Louis Urias. But where does the team go from here in terms of the infield now? Find out on today's episode of Locked on Red Sox. You are Locked on Red Sox, your daily Boston Red Sox podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to Locked On Red Sox, your daily Boston Red Sox podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host Gabby Hurlbut, former ESPN social media associate and current host of the Boston Balling Podcast, and I am here to bring you the latest in all things Boston Red Sox Monday through Friday, straight to your favorite podcast feed for free. If it's free, why not start your day off right with it, right? If you're commuting to work and you have a pretty short commute, but you want to listen to something that will get you in the mood and keep you informed, Locked On Red Sox is the way to go. I am here for you every day. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's 150 bucks if your team wins. Visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to get started. Thank you for making Lockdown Red Sox your first listen of every day. Happy Friday. Happy Black Friday. I wonder if you are in line to do your shopping. I've never been one to wait in that long line outside stores for the store to open in the morning and do my shopping. All of that craziness that people used to do in the past was never me. I was totally fine with and actually preferred staying away from the stores on Black Friday and not even bothering to do my shopping because it was just a miserable experience trying to get into any store. But now I feel like with all of the online shopping and people preferring to just order gifts, Black Friday shopping in person isn't really as much of a thing anymore. My typical Black Friday tradition is staying at home brainstorming what Christmas gifts I'm going to get for people and then watching Mall Cop at night. Love that movie. Hilarious. Kevin James is awesome. And it's a Black Friday movie. So why not do Black Friday right with that movie? I should be really not leaving my Christmas shopping for the last minute either, but I am an after Thanksgiving Christmas shopper. Hope you've started before me. Hope you're enjoying this Friday and that you enjoyed your wonderful Thanksgiving holiday with families. I know I did. It was great to catch up with people I hadn't seen in a while and watch some good football. So hope you're off to a great start to your day today. I'm going to be talking about Red Sox potential second base targets. They traded away second baseman Louis Urias for a pitching prospect Isaiah Campbell- From the Mariners, I went over on the show what I like about Campbell. I think there's some upside to him. He had a good minor league career and had some decent starts in the majors when he came up, but I think it's too soon to really tell how he's going to adjust to being in Boston because if you're going to a new team, it's hard to adjust to that type of environment maybe or you're not used to it. So it might take some getting used to for him, but we'll see how the return is on him. And now, since the Red Sox traded Urias, they are now in a position where they have to figure out their infield situation in the middle infield. Because it's presumed that Trevor Story is going to end up playing shortstop, at least for the near future, until Marcelo Meyer comes up. And then, obviously, you have the corner infield set with Devers at third and Casas at first. But where does that leave second base? The Red Sox do have potential options in Emmanuel Valdez, who got a little bit of playing time in 2023. David Hamilton, who had some less playing time in 2023. Pablo Reyes, who played a lot in 2023, but also was injured for some of it, so he didn't get to play the full season. And I like Pablo. I think there's definitely a lot of good things about Pablo Reyes as a player. But my preference has been and still is, we can sign a second baseman for this Red Sox team who plays good defense as a proven veteran and we know has moved around and can adapt and adjust to whatever team they are on. Um, There have been a couple names linked to Boston and a couple other names on here that I personally think they could consider. So there's decisions that need to be made. And the question is, where do they go from here? A name that popped up Very recently, as a potential trade option, is second baseman Glaber Torres from the Yankees. Now, obviously, a trade between the Red Sox and Yankees feels weird, and it still does to me, and it will no matter what they decide to do, but it could make sense from the standpoint of a business and baseball aspect because the Yankees kind of have a surplus of middle infielders in their system right now. So they might want to take the chance on a younger player who has more um, of a higher ceiling at this point in their career. Glaber's still good and still young. He's going to be 27 in December and was an All-Star in 2018 and 2019. His batting average in 2023 was a 273. He had 25 home runs and 68 RBIs with 13 stolen bases and an on base percentage of 347. He's a very athletic guy. He can do multiple things. He's one of the few hitters in the Yankees lineup right now that can not only hit home runs consistently, but can also get those base hits and find a way to get on base and play small ball. So, He could be a good addition to the Red Sox lineup, especially if they decide they want to trade Alex Verdugo. It could end up making sense to do a trade that's one-on-one for those two players, although the Red Sox might have to add something in to that trade because Torres overall talent-wise has more talent right now than Verdugo does and overall effectiveness-wise was more effective in 2023. So if the Red Sox decide they want to go that route, it could make sense for both teams because the Red Sox in the outfield have kind of an overload of players that they need to figure out what to do with. And it's the opposite for the Yankees. So Glaber Torres is one route they can go if they do decide that they want to go the trade route and put him in a Boston Red Sox uniform. I know it's weird to adjust to. It would be for me also, but it is a possibility. Another player that's pretty talented that uh, had a little bit of a down year in 2023 was Jonathan India from the Cincinnati Reds. He's a little less accomplished than Glaber Torres, but he was the National League Rookie of the Year in 2021. He could be just as appealing to the Red Sox because he's under contract for three more seasons. He's the same age as Glaber Torres. Um, and since he's under contract for three more years, it would really put the Red Sox in the driver's seat of being able to feel like they can keep him in their organization for that three year margin. Because three years from now, Marcelo Meyer will definitely be ready. Well before that, even probably. So then at the end of that contract, then maybe they just let him walk and become a free agent because they don't really need him anymore, because he's more of a shorter term deal. So by acquiring Jonathan India, it wouldn't necessarily need need as much of a huge commitment involved to be able to bring him in and count on him to be relied upon. He's more known for his bat than his glove. Although in 2023, he finished with a 244 batting average and 17 home runs, with 61 RBIs, which is still decent, by no means is that bad. He had a non-base percentage of 338, but for him, it wasn't the best season that he's had. So that's something the Red Sox would need to keep in mind if they were interested in bringing him in because of the fact that he hasn't necessarily shown in 2023 that he could bring those numbers back up. So maybe being in Boston and the change of scenery could be good for him, but it's definitely an option to keep in mind because there's talent there and he has the opportunity to showcase his skills and be able to be part of a team that's trying to get back in contention and the Red Sox wouldn't have to commit to this crazy long-term deal with him if they didn't want to, but they also wouldn't have to worry about him Walking after a year for nothing because he would still be under team control. So it's definitely a good logical option for Boston. But whether they're looking for somebody who might have had a better season in 2023 is still to be said. Coming up, I'm going to be giving a few more names of players that I feel could be a good fit for Boston at second base and why they could make sense for the Red Sox to acquire this offseason. Are you a sports better? If you consider yourself at all anybody who's interested in sports betting, or if you've placed bets before, FanDuel is the best way to go about sports betting. Score early this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150 if your team wins. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app is so easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash lockdown and kick off the NFL season. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. FanDuel is fantastic because it makes it really easy to navigate the app. I mean, who wants to be focusing on a sports betting app where it's difficult to navigate the app. It makes it so easy to use. And there's different layouts for the types of bets you can make. It helps walk you through the chances of you winning those bets. And it's a great way, if you're a beginner, to try a different option and just really place a few different bets so that you give yourself a better chance to win money. And you can win bonus money on it as well. So that's why you should check out fanDuel.com/slash it today. Also, definitely download the SiriusXM app if you're interested in streaming the broadcast of Red Sox games because you can get the home broadcast of any game to your phone if you don't want to miss a single pitch. And with the way the Boston Red Sox might shape out to be in 2024, if they do anything from what I'm thinking and hoping they'll do, they'll be a fun team next season, and you won't want to miss the action. So if you can't sit and watch the game live, the SiriusXM app absolutely has you covered so you can listen to the game and not have to stress about it or worry about what's happening or missing anything big that the Red Sox are doing. On today's show, I'm going over potential second base options for the Boston Red Sox now that they've traded away second baseman Louis Urias. Bringing in somebody from the outside is what makes the most sense to me from the standpoint of the Red Sox, because the internal options are make or break question mark options. They could be very good or they could struggle. There's a small sample size is the problem with a couple of those options. So it's hard to know whether they'll be able to really truly pan out or not. So one option that's interesting to me is Jorge Polanco from the Minnesota Twins. He's spent his entire 10-year career so far with the Twins starting off as a shortstop and then primarily playing second base after he switched over. But his days in Minnesota really could be numbered because the Twins are expected to trim some payroll this offseason. They actually came out and said that they're trying to decrease their payroll a little bit. So he could be a player that they look to move. Um, because of that. So, that loss that the Twins have could be the Red Sox gain. Polanco was an all star in 2019. He's a good offensive player. In 2021, he had 33 homers and 98 RBIs. Um, and that's kind of a solid indication of that spark that he might be able to provide at a position where you don't always see a lot of power. His deal right now. Has a $10.5 million salary for 2024 and includes a $12 million club option for 2025. So that's a very low risk, high reward for the Red Sox because if they're trying to be in the situation where they don't necessarily want to take a huge chance on a second baseman and they want somebody who is proven and can come here for a year and they see how he plays and then they can choose to exercise the option or not for 2025 is a great option that keeps the door open for him and allows the Red Sox to evaluate, hey, maybe he's only good for us for a year and then we can move on and look for somebody else to play that position. So it's a very low risk, high reward signing. He had a 255 batting average in 2023 with 14 home runs, 48 RBIs, and four stolen bases, and a 335 on base percentage. So he can provide a little bit of power from a home run standpoint, and he can find a way to get himself on base. And because he's been in the league for a while now already, he could provide that veteran experience that the Red Sox are craving now with the question mark surrounding Justin Turner's return. So there's a lot of value he can provide. Somebody else that I think could provide value for the Red Sox and is an intriguing name is Brandon Drury from the Angels. He brings a lot of positional pop to the table, similar to Polanco. For him, he launched 26 home runs with the Angels in 2023, which was his second consecutive season reaching that mark, while also posting a 114 OPS. He also has a solid glove to play defense at second base and he'd only be owed $8.5 million in 2024. So he's a cheaper option that the Red Sox could lean towards. Also Um, it'll be interesting to see whether the angels want to move him because they also have the Otani free agency situation and, there's uncertainty surrounding Mike Trout's future with their organization, so it'll be interesting to see if the Angels want to move him or not. But he did have a 262 batting average in 2023 to go with the 26 home runs and 83 RBIs and an on-base percentage of 306. So he's somebody who can give you a good mix of that defense that the Red Sox desperately need at second base with how bad their defense was during the 2023 season. And he also has a bat that he can provide. And I think he's a little bit of an underrated player because the value he provided to the angels helped keep them in playoff contention for a lot of the season. And then ultimately towards the end of the season, they fell out of contention and didn't really have the pieces they needed to put themselves back in a place to fight for a wild card spot. But for a good portion of the season, they were in that conversation as one of the teams that could potentially hit their way into a wild card spot so he could be a good option for Boston good balance of defense and a solid bat that he can provide Hassan Kim from the San Diego Padres he is a talented player he actually led the Padres in BWAR in 2023 over Juan Soto Fernando Tatis Jr. Manny Machado and Xander Bogarts those are really, really big names in baseball and players who you expect to be the star of their team if they were on any given team and not all playing together. But the fact that he led the Padres in that category really speaks to his overall value that he can provide to a major league baseball team. In 2023, he had a batting average of 260 to go along with a 351 on base percentage and 398 slugging. He also hit 17 home runs and had 60 RBIs and 38 stolen bases, which stands out to me because that's a pretty high number. And if you have a player who can steal bases and is fast, that's an added plus because you don't get that in every major league ball player. He plays above average defense at multiple infield positions So he could also move around. So if there's a player injured or just really needs a rest day because they've been playing a lot of consecutive games, he can step into another position in the infield as well, which could put the Red Sox in a good position moving forward. Even if his primary position is second base, he could move around to other infield positions too, because he plays a good amount of infield positions. He has a team-friendly contract right now, which is another reason why the Red Sox could pursue him and it could make sense. The Padres have the chance to get a pretty decent return if they traded him. He's only 28 years old, and the Padres are really in an interesting situation right now because there are some big contracts on the books, but it hasn't panned out for them the last couple of years, so maybe they do decide to move him. If they do decide to move him, I think it could be a good choice for Boston because of the fact that he's a versatile player who's talented in multiple areas, and he can contribute both offensively and defensively. So that's definitely a name to look out for as the Red Sox try to navigate this whole situation with second base. But coming up, I'm going to be revealing a few more names of players who actually can make a ton of sense In Boston, So stay tuned because you won't want to miss that. First and foremost, though, Locked On has actually launched the first ever National Sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever National Sports 24-7 streaming channel. It's honestly very exciting for Locked On. Nobody else has a 24-7 streaming service yet. So no matter what time zone you're in, if you need to catch up on sports, you'll always have that feed going on the Locked On Sports Today YouTube channel so you can keep caught up on everything sports that you need for that day. It's pretty cool. So just subscribe to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and check that out. Don't forget also to download the SiriusXM app because you can get the home broadcast of every Red Sox game straight to your feed so you don't have to miss a single pitch. It's no fun when you're missing games because you have something you have to do and you can't really fit in watching a game live because you're an adult with other responsibilities. So if you download the SiriusXM app, you can get the home broadcast of every Red Sox game straight to your phone so that you can tune in still and be productive doing other things at the same time. So download the SiriusXM app today. And also don't forget... Lockdown Red Sox is here for you every day. The Lockdown Podcast Network is your team every day. So I am here Monday through Friday, dropping new episodes for you. You can find the show on your favorite podcast platform, whatever you choose for that to be on, whether that's Spotify, YouTube, Google Play, Apple Podcasts, you name it. I'm there Monday through Friday for free. Subscribe to the show, share it with your friends and family who also may be Red Sox fans. Leave a review, leave a rating, follow me on Twitter at Gabby Hurl, what 10 and follow the show on Twitter at LO underscore Red Sox. And we can continue the conversation that way because it's really a great way to share that love we all have for the Boston Red Sox and analyze all these free agent moves. Hopefully the Red Sox start making some moves because... It could be exciting, and obviously they're in the early stages now with talking to players, but I'll be here through all the action whenever the Red Sox do make a move. So subscribe to the show on your favorite podcast feed today. I'm currently talking about second base options that the Red Sox could pursue now that they traded away second baseman Louis Urias, which ultimately made sense for what the Red Sox are doing because he didn't provide a ton of value. He was truly just a rental and I still firmly believe a player that the Red Sox acquired at the trade deadline to be able to say that they actually did something at the trade deadline as bad as that sounds, but they can use a significant upgrade at the second base position. There are some internal options, but those are question mark options. They could find a real second baseman who's been playing that position and has proven to be a good defender and can hit and the defense is so important because the Red Sox lost a good amount of games in 2023 due to their poor defense so one name of a second baseman that I think could actually make sense for Boston is Ezekiel Duran from the Texas Rangers this is such an under the radar move that could actually be appealing for Boston The Rangers just won the World Series. They spent a ton of money on expensive players. They're really working on formulating that core where they can maintain that success and basically be the Houston Astros 2.0 that have just built this empire of a team that sustains success year after year. So the Rangers are at the point where they're trying to decide who's part of the future of their franchise and who's not part of the future of their franchise. He is just 24 years old with 180 games of MLB experience, 659 plate appearances. He's also under club control through 2028. So, if the Red Sox are looking for somebody that could be here as a longer term option, Duran could be the way to go from that standpoint. He's versatile and he can play both the infield and the outfield, just like Sadon Rafaela. And his exit velocities and hard hit rates are pointing to a player that could really reach another level with a more refined offensive approach. Um, CBS Sports' Mike Axisa actually recently wrote that Duran has the skill set to put up big numbers in Fenway Park because he's a versatile hitter. Um, in 2023, he had a 276 batting average with 14 home runs and 46 RBIs to go along with eight stolen bases and a 324 on base percentage. The Red Sox like hitters who can get on base in multiple ways. They don't really prioritize guys who hit home runs and hit home runs only. They like the guys who can be versatile at the plate and do different things to make things happen for their team. I think it's an intriguing option. The only question I have with him is, do the Red Sox think it's worth committing to a second baseman Through 2028, knowing they have Marcelo Meyer in the rafters who will probably come up in the next year or two and presumably move Trevor Story back to second base. Do they think that's worth it? And do they want to commit to a guy through 2028? who plays both the infield and the outfield well, when they do have a player like that in Sadon Raffaella, who just got his shot in September of 2023 to go up to the majors and really showcase his talent. So there's some things that the Red Sox would have to figure out there. Do they think he's worth it, or would they rather not make a move for him and instead just give Sadon Raffaella more opportunity to play in the infield and outfield and showcase what he can do. So that would be my only question with him. But overall, I think he could be a good option for Boston. Another option that intrigues me about the second baseman scenarios is Whit Merrifield. I've talked about him already. He's a free agent veteran who can provide that veteran experience to the Boston Red Sox from a second base standpoint, because that leadership quality that Justin Turner had could end up being missed more than people think. I think it's a very underrated quality for a major league baseball player to have is that clubhouse camaraderie feel of keeping everybody together. And if the Red Sox are looking for a veteran who has experience that could take over that role. Whit Merrifield could be that guy for Boston. In 2023, he had a 272 batting average with 11 home runs, 67 RBIs, and 26 stolen bases to go along with a 318 on base percentage. I really like those guys that can steal bases. The Red Sox do have a couple players who do that well, specifically Jaron Duran that pops into my head as the most effective. They stealer for Boston. They need players that can steal bases and play small ball because that equates to success with the Boston Red Sox. They've always been known for having players who can do multiple things when they're on the base paths and when they're at the plate. And Merrifield is the type of player who might not be the biggest home run hitter, but he can make contact and he has very good plate discipline. And I've been intrigued for a while by him. I wonder if he's an option the Red Sox plan on pursuing. He's on the older side, so I don't think he would be demanding a lot of money knowing that He just wants to be able to play somewhere. So he could be a cheaper, shorter term option for the Red Sox. Maybe a nice little team friendly deal for one to two years so that they can have a rental option until the scenario where Marcelo Meyer does come up to play shortstop and story presumably goes back to second base. So I like Merrifield. I think there's a lot of potential he has. Finally, Ahmed Rosario is an intriguing option for Boston. He had a .263 batting average in the 2023 season. He only hit six home runs and had 58 RBIs and 15 stolen bases to go with a .305 on base percentage. He is a typical contact hitter who won't give you a lot of home runs, but he will get himself on base and drive in runs in a variety of different ways. The 15 stolen bases is definitely a plus for him, too. He has played both shortstop and second base. He's kind of floated around um, to a couple different teams. He has talent, and I think he's a little bit of an underrated player in terms of the value that he can provide for Boston. But I think his hitting approach and his way of going about the game could be a good fit for the Red Sox because the way he contributes could be – in multiple capacities and defensively he's a good defender so the red sox need somebody who can be a reliable defender at second base so i think there's a lot to work with with rosario um and i think he could be a good fit to be added into the red sox party on the roster at second base those are several options that i think the red sox could pursue If they decide to take any of those routes, I think they could be a good fit for the Boston Red Sox, but it's really up to Craig Breslow and the Red Sox front office, how they want to approach it and what they want to do to make that happen and bringing in somebody who can fit the system and play good defense, because that's definitely a huge priority right now with how much the defense lacked last season. Don't forget to subscribe to Lockdown Sports today because Lockdown officially launched the first ever National Sports 24 7 streaming channel on YouTube. Lockdown Sports today is here for you 24 7, covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Lockdown, plus our national shows covering every league. Go to Lockdown Sports today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever National Sports 24 7 streaming channel. It's absolutely huge. It's a great way for you to keep up with all things in sports. Not everybody has time to scroll through Twitter all day every day. So if you don't have time to do that, you can go to Lockdown Sports today on Twitter and it will have you covered for all things sports 24/7. You can also download the SiriusXM app and search Red Sox and get the home broadcast of every game straight to your favorite feed because you don't have to worry about missing anything or missing pitches. And if the Red Sox make some of these big moves, you won't want to miss it because we're in for a good, strong, fun 2024 season. So download the XM app, subscribe to Lockdown Sports today. As always, keep the faith, go Red Sox, and I will catch you on the flip side.